0: In the early 15th century, Flavio Biondo created a guide to the ruins and topography of ancient Rome, for which he has been called the father of archaeology, which developed into geology, the theory of evolution, the classification of the ages, maritime archaeology, urban archaeology, and rescue archaeology. Archaeology is the study of human society through the recovery of artifacts and environmental data, which includes architecture, biofacts, and cultural landscapes to study human and cultural evolution. Similar to archaeology, urban exploring utilizes the same key areas of research, surveillance, excavation, and analysis. Surveying or scouting the location, excavating or exploring the location and analyzing or documenting what you've discovered or rediscovered by reviewing your photographs and any other form of documentation to make sense and use of it, what does it mean to you? What will it mean to others? Is this art? What was the building used for? Why is it abandoned? These are all very simple and generalized questions, but the act of going through these questions and finding the answers is part of post-excavation analysis, regardless of how easy they are to answer or how easy the answers are to access. Since we are living in a technologically advanced society, it's incredibly easy to find the answers to everything at your fingertips, literally. It's become possible to search archived newspaper articles, research papers, Wikipedia entries, electronic copies of old and new books, and tune into a free lecture on dark matter from a Berkeley physics class on a iTunes University. It's fascinating how we electronically document everything, including our everyday lives, and how easy it is to access, and it's not because we have to, we want to. Everyone documents. If you use Facebook, you're documenting. If you make a scrapbook, you're documenting. If you collect receipts, you're documenting, or paying your taxes. We want to remember everything and not only do we want to remember it, but we want to access it and relive it again and again. Archaeology is not just the study of dusty, old things, but that's what most people think of when they hear the term. For instance, when I think of the term, I automatically think of the study of human society prior to written documentation stemming from language by trying to make sense of clues, artifacts. I think of men and women in khakis crawling around in the desert brushing bones and sipping warm water. If you discover a pointed object with a handle, you might think it's a tool for pottery making until you discover a human skull that has a hole in it and you realize maybe since they are in close proximity, the tool was used to create the hole and the questions arise, why would someone create a hole in someone's head? How was the hole made? Was it post-mortem or while the individual was alive? How old are the bones? What are significant cultural or religious practices during this time that may have influenced this type of procedure? Without written documentation and with the use of clues, you can put a theory together which requires talent and intelligence, a skill. It does not take talent and intelligence to read a paper that details exactly what happened simply because you found it on the floor of a building. But unlike millions of years ago, we are not locating, entering and depicting cave paintings or finding tools that have no documentation of their use. Almost every tool created in the past century has a patent or instruction manual. We document everything so we can pass the knowledge to future generations, and avoid legal issues. There are procedures on how to properly restrain a patient, a daily schedule of events, how to draw blood, how to insert a catheter, how to force feed, and change a diaper. At this rate, if it's not documented, then it must mean it's intentionally hidden and becomes a secret worth exposing, because every eye thing must be documented it's a cultural obsession, it's the social norm. Urban exploring is a social activity, which is ironic. It seems as though most explorers go to abandoned locations for many reasons, and one is to get away from people and society, just as a hiker would retreat into the depths of nature. I've come to dislike exploring alone very much, because I like to plot with others on the best trail through the woods, the best entry method, and the best departure. I like having someone help handle bags as we climb through a window, Someone to keep a lookout in the direction I'm not looking, someone to do all the talking if we are stopped, and someone to admire things with, the beauty of a hallway with just the right lighting, but this someone cannot be anyone. With the right group of people, you feel less anxious. With the wrong group of people, you feel overly anxious. There's a social balance that's required, I can't imagine exploring with just anyone. I've grown close to the people I explore with and am comfortable with them. Analyzing your group is fun. Something will make one person jump while the other doesn't move a muscle, some may sense a threat and flee from the environment and some may freeze in motionless silence and watch like a prowling cat, you can imagine the drama that comes along with a disagreement in character, why are you running away and leaving me behind, don't you have my back? Aren't we a team or is it every person for themselves? Once these differences are worked out and your group becomes strong, your chances of getting caught decrease because you work together, build each other up, and have more fun, just like when a broken bone doesn't heal properly and you have to break it and set it again. Getting caught. That's something very unique to urban explorers. No one wants to get caught by security, an owner, or the police. It's often a game of cat and mouse or pure fear. I avoid the fear part. I love to play games with my suppressors. The purpose of archaeology is to learn about past societies and the development of the human race. We're not necessarily doing that. Because for the most part, it's all been documented. Although, there are documents left behind that originate prior to electronic archiving, so it's possible they are the only copies in existence. So, the question becomes obvious should we take them out of their environment and secure them for their future study and use? Are they of use? Are they of intellectual value or are they worthless? Is it ethical to remove artifacts from their environment? The artifacts have been exposed to the elements for years. So you would think someone would have removed them by now if they were of importance and the buildings are like a graveyard of intellectual data. Am I qualified to remove these artifacts? What does that mean though, qualified? Is it illegal to remove the artifacts? Isn't it illegal to leave them behind? I'm trespassing so even if it's illegal to leave them behind it's illegal to be in here to remove them. Urban exploration is not a field of study, it's not a licensed practice, and it's obscure, so who says what is right or wrong? Well, for one thing, the law does. But ethics unregulated by law are regulated by peers, the collective opinion of your peers determines whether it's right or wrong to do something not covered under law. If you took a poll and 51% of urban explorers agree it's wrong to take artifacts from buildings then it becomes wrong to take artifacts from buildings. Or maybe it's only 1%, maybe it's a very influential person that says it's wrong to take artifacts from buildings. Or maybe you don't care and based on your life experience you decide it's absolutely necessary to remove artifacts from buildings regardless of who says what and why. It is what it is, but what is it? That's the question and an area open to interpretation of its usefulness or lack of. As people, we want to define everything. What good is it if it's just what it is? It can't just be, it can't just exist, there must be a reason, we must classify it, it must fit into our realm of society because we don't like things that make us uncomfortable. If culture fails to define, classify and find value and usefulness in things, they become weird and unusual. So, for this moment in time, we are the weird and unusual people who do the weird and unusual things.